in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Comic Bookies Podcast. Whether you're watching live on YouTube and Twitch right now or you're listening around the world, thank you so much for downloading, subscribing, and listening. This week we have plenty to get into in sports. The Major League Baseball wildcard games are now officially done. We have some live updates for the Cardinals and Dodgers game, and let's give our picks for this uh, year's playoffs. NASCAR rounds out the round of 12 playoffs at the Charlotte Roval. And of course, football, NCAA, and a wild week four heading into week five. Over on the comic side, we have plenty of books to get into, plenty of books to review, plenty of books to preview. And also, we have a movie to review, Many Saints of Newark. So if you're listening right now, please cover your ears or fast forward through the part because we will give spoilers. Also, we have a GTA trilogy remastered news. Ben Affleck is proud to be Batman again and many, many more. But sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode. It's glad to be back live on the Comboogies podcast. Let's do it, fellas. And we are back, folks, to the Comic Boogies podcast. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Mark, unfortunately, is not with us. He's celebrating his lovely daughter's birthday. So happy birthday to your daughter, Mark. But myself, Mike, and this guy, this beautiful man sitting across from me on Skype is Sean. Uh, welcome in, everyone, to episode 127. Like every single week, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Today, Wednesday, October 6, 2021, is new comic book day. So go and check out the shop, or please go check out all the shops that you guys visit all around the United States, all around the world, support those local businesses and get those books, man. Get those books because all the movies, all the TV shows that you see, odds are about 90% of them have come from a graphic novel. So enjoy, folks. So, Sean, it's been a while since we've been – since I've been on live because we took uh, sort of a week off when we went to Vegas. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, and then I missed last week just because you know, I wanted to catch up with the family, you know, being gone for four and a half days. And then, yeah, and then so this week. So it's finally great to be back on live uh, for the fans getting an episode in. What's up, bro? Always good to have you back, my man. Uh, it has felt like a very long time, but it is episode 127. You know, the dynamic duo back together, Mike and myself. Mark, we love you. Definitely understandable that you're not here. To Lizzie, my beautiful goddaughter, happy birthday. I hope you guys are celebrating it right. But yeah, man, definitely a fun little episode we're going to have tonight, all this fun stuff. But, you know, everything's good, bro. I can't complain. Definitely feeling this weather change a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I take you know, a little buster to the bathroom in the afternoon. You know, might need to get that jacket and sweater on soon. Starting to get yeah. more in the 70s and 60s. But no, nah, man, I can't complain. Sports is good. Got some damn good movies, some good books. What more can I ask for, man? Yeah, it's true. Like I went uh, on a walk today with my daughter and it was one of the it's like the the change in the season to where if you're out in the open and the sun's shining, it's it feels like, oh, it's kind of hot. But then when you're in the shade and the wind starts picking up, it gets freezing, you know, so it's kind of those things where um, half the walk you need to be in a jacket and half the walk you can be in a tank top and, and you know, in shorts and stuff. So it's kind of weird uh, navigating through that right now. Um Unfortunately, yeah, like the whole house was sick, you know, when when we were in Vegas and, I, and then I finally caught a little bit of it last weekend. So um, pretty much over it. Hopefully that was just one of those things where, you know, the, the season's changing. You know, you're going to get the cold. It's kind of uh, new and, and it's kind of new all over again, you know, like getting sick because we've because for me, at least we haven't been sick for over two years because we haven't really done anything, mm-hmm. you know, because we're trying to not get covid. But then when we get the cold, we're like, oh, my God, you know, I, I have the sniffles, you know, 
I, I think I just coughed twice in 60 seconds. I need to go get tested. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of it's kind of weird how pre-COVID we were like, oh, no, nope, it's just the one time a year I get sick. This sucks, you know. I'll go ahead and bring some Kleenex and cover my cough and do what I need to do. But it was never, you know, it was never a second thought, you know. Well, uh, I'm going to be typical Sean here as I was in last week's episode and break the news that the Dodgers just walked off with the two-run oh, homer. So Dodgers versus Giants in the first round of the playoffs. Like The Rock said, just bring it. Yeah, but dude. So, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no go ahead. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun uh, playoff come Monday holy, or Friday. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I just took my attention away. But no, definitely happy. You know, the kids, hopefully they're doing all right. You and Danielle. Definitely happy we're back from Vegas. We had such a damn good time with Forrest. Unfortunately, we didn't go to the race, but we know you guys did. Just a trip in a a hole. It was an awesome time. So, NASCAR race, bro. I'm sure you had a great time. Yeah, I'll get my review of the the race. The race is cool. Like, the track itself is cool. I'll have a full, like, comic booky Mike Yelp review for the actual, like, facility itself and Mm -hmm. and, and what it gives fans or, or, in this case, what it doesn't give fans. But, you know, this is only my third track I've been to, so this may be the same thing around the whole United States as far as NASCAR tracks are concerned. But <clears throat> that was a that was like what a weekend, you know, like you finally got to experience what I experienced last year, just like chilling, mm-hmm. you know, just chilling, going to like, you know, go off roading or just hanging out by the water, drinking some beers, cooking up some dogs and some hot and some steaks and stuff. And uh, and I, I, me and Joe introduced you and Forrest to a new game, a new drinking game that's going to, you know, that's been popular, like in the fraternity houses, you know, so but that the good old game of snap got us um, feeling pretty good. And I had a hell it of did. fun, dude. It did its job, bro. And of course, <laughs> thanks to Forrest, you know, one of our best friends letting us go. It will not be our last time. Good old Logan Dale, Las Vegas, Nevada, you know. Yeah, that's right. No, nah, definitely good times, man. Yeah, so uh, on to the actual meat and potatoes of the podcast. So <clears throat> let's do uh, let's get into sports first. So speaking of the Dodgers, speaking of the Giants, that's locked in. That's the first uh, round playoff matchup. It's what it's what ESPN wanted. You know, like St. Louis had that tear of you know when they went what thirteen or fourteen games in a row. They passed Cincinnati. They passed you know they were kind of flirting with the Central with Milwaukee. Didn't get there. But uh, come on, Dodgers Giants, come on what people wanted i mean it is still one of the longest rivalries going back to the days of who knows what and when they were on the other side of the country in new york exactly you know and it for ratings wise and for i think just sole purpose of getting this baseball playoffs where people are going to be watching and saying okay that's a damn game you want to watch you know you want every series people are going to be like oh that's a good series i want to watch that oh, that one sucks we want to stay away from those series and giants dodgers like you said bro it doesn't get any better than that two teams that had 100 plus wins the two best records in baseball and here we are in the first round of the playoffs and the nlds basically already yeah, so it's kind of crappy that you know one of those two teams with almost 110 wins has to get eliminated in five games. I think that's why they did that, you know, years ago. I remember when I was first watching baseball and my dad said, you know, the rule is, is that even with the wild card, you know, the A's and the Angels could not play in the first round. Like if the A's were the first seed or the Angels mm-hmm. were the first seed, then the wild card team of the AL West, they wouldn't play them. So one one seed would play the three seed, the you know, the lowest division winner. Yeah. And then that second division winner would get to play the wild card team. I think it was just, I don't know, because they played 18 to 22 times a year. So they were like, ah, we'll give them a break. 
and we'll, you know, we'll get that rivalry, that Giants-Dodgers rivalry in the NLCS. You know, maybe they were hoping for something like that, like Yankees-Dodgers. I mean, um, Yankees-Red Sox, which that was also a pretty good game last night. It kind was, of. yeah. Not, not for the Yankees fans. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I get, I see both sides of it, because at least you're going to get that series. Because, you know, if we don't have the Giants-Dodgers, they go off and play their own teams. If one does lose, you kind of, uh, damn, we missed out on the possibility of them playing. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Either way, you know. Playing the Dodgers, that's all I can say right now, bro. The energy is up right now. I'm very excited. In the playoffs as a whole, Yankees lost. It's always a great thing. It's always a holiday for America. Good for everybody. Yeah. And you no, know, there's some damn good teams, man. The Brewers got to watch out for. Uh, I think for every NL team, you're actually happy the Cardinals are out because they're a team that was just freaking rolling along and they had that big winning streak. The Rays, one of the most boringest teams, yet their ERA is like top seven top ten in baseball i seen something that a rod out of all people brought up yesterday in that game uh that he was calling the game they lost like their three starters from last year and they have a better era than last year and they average like the fourth most runs in baseball so it how the rays do it bro i have no idea but hundred crazy wins, man crazy that's crazy but you know small little congrats to the red sox and the Dodgers for making it to the next round. So let's get into those series. Um, I don't have any like odds. I, you know, we'll do it next week when the series is either over or getting juicy. Um, but let's do it. So White Sox, Astros and Red Sox Rays. Those are the two matchups here in the AL. How do you see these playing out in the uh, first five game series? I like the White Sox, man. I really like this White Sox team from the beginning of the season. So now yeah. I know Rondon is going to pitch with them a little bit. He's back. So I do like the White Sox in that series. And then going to that Red Sox series, I think you do got to go with the Rays because they're just so dominant on both sides. That, you know, small budget. I can't even name half their damn roster team. They're playing good and it's in Tampa. <laughs> I'm going with the Rays, man. How about yourself? Yeah, I would, agree. I would probably agree with you. You know, uh, the White Sox, I was actually scared to play them last year. You know, when the A's yeah. played them in, you know, in that wild card in the three game playoff, you know, and I was like, oh, my God, look at that lineup. And then their pitching is still pretty stellar as well, too. So, you know, and they're in there, you know, their manager's a winner. You know, he's proven in the playoffs. So, you know, they got that going for them. The Astros, I don't know. I mean, they got a home field advantage. So we'll see. You know, they they finished two games ahead of them. So they barely squeaked out that they had to win those last two games of the weekend against the A's to get that spot. Mm-hmm to get those 95 wins so we'll see um but yeah i mean i would probably i'd say it was it's a, ha- t- a hard fought series i wouldn't be surprised if the rays swept and then the white Sox, you know like a you know winning in five give me a, a, a good five game series and then of course on to the next series the nlds you have the atlanta braves visiting the milwaukee brewers that's the east and the central division winners and then the los angeles dodgers now officially you heard it live Los Angeles Dol- 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 the Doyers, they visit San Francisco, McCovey Cove, uh, what is it, Oracle Park, and the San Francisco uh, Giants. One of our many names. Yeah. What's up, Aaron? Aaron, how's it going? Thanks for what joining the chat. Uh, let us know who you think is going to win all these series in the ALDS for baseball uh, before we get into football. So uh, let's do it. So Braves, Brewers, and Dodgers, Giants. Man, the Brewers are damn good. They've been on top of their division the whole year. But I like these Braves, man. Even without Acuna, I really like this Braves team. I don't know what it is about them. I mean, Freddie Friedland's still Friedman is still just killing it for them. Their pitching's actually not bad either. I think that might be 
arguably the best series in the playoffs in this first round. I mean, I know they had the wild card round, but I think this might be the best series. It's, again, a hard one to call. I think the Braves win one in Milwaukee, then you are beyond happy as Milwaukee's that damn good. I'm going to say Braves, but I, again, to me, that's the hardest series. Uh, and the Dodgers-Giants, oh, it's it's complete biasness because it's playoffs now. Oh, it's all Giants, baby. We're starting Logan Webb game one, Gossman game two, Discafani game three, three-man rotation. I'm rolling with the Giants. Yeah, I okay. think we should keep the momentum going. I do hate that we don't have belt, but we have pitching that's done so damn good. I think our relieving has overachieved, where now it's like they have confidence. It isn't like, damn, they're kind of getting lucky. No, they, I mean, shoot, 107 wins, 108 wins. There's a point where it's like, are they really that good? I mean, God, I kind of give it to them. I think we can all agree, you know, as a sports fan, so... This is going to kick some freaking Dodger ass, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just, you know, like this is the first year of like this, you know, era of new Giants playoff baseball, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see how they, you know, you know, like, like under pressure, you know, the, the pressure is of of performing in front of their home fans against the hated rival Dodgers. Now, it's not like, you know, the Cardinals who are like, oh, we don't really have a rival with you. You know, we beat you in the NLCS a couple of years ago, blah, blah, blah. But you know, it's the Dodgers, you know, so let's see how they handle that pressure. The Dodgers have been there before. Most of their players have been there. So I would only, I mean, just based off experience, I would take the Dodgers maybe in a five game series, you know, San Francisco's, you know, they play well, they play well at home. So, so we'll see. Uh, I would probably take the Brewers out of that other series. I think that they've just been so, you know, consistent the whole year. I would probably pick them to win handily. Um, and then, I mean, we're really not going to get into the business of of going beyond this, but yeah, I think we can agree in the AL, the Rays and White Sox, and then I think we're split on the Braves Brewers, and then split on I think we're split down the AL, and then we're we're agreeing on the AL. So, and I wouldn't expect it any other way, you know. I step out of my Giants uniform and love for them. I mean, it, it's easy to see why teams would pick the Dodgers. You know, I don't go down the route of buying championships, but I mean, their roster is true. It's an all-star roster. They're hella good. <laughs> I mean, I sound so Bay Area, but they're just hella good. So, I mean, they go and win. I can't sit here and be like, well, how the hell did that happen? No, they're just that good. But I'm going to roll my dogs. You know, they played good this season, hoping, you know, a little bit of that playoff fire comes back, some of that veteran leadership. Hopefully we get the Chris Bryant we hope that we traded for and, We'll yeah. see what happens, man. Give us a good series. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be some good playoff baseball. Uh, Matt Souza from CrossFit Livermore, owner extraordinaire of CrossFit Livermore. Thank you so much for joining the chat. We are having a great evening so far, just talking some baseball. Um, but yeah, there you have it. So we're pretty much split on the NL. Uh, let us know everyone how, what you guys think, and we pretty much agree that the White Sox are going to beat the Astros and the Rays are going to beat the Red Sox. That's a, also a tough division matchup too. Let's Super not forget. Hard. It's just like the Giants and you know Dodgers. It's you know they've seen each other a, a you know two dozen times you know almost. So we'll see. So let's get on to the next uh you know next issue on the docket is NASCAR. So the NASCAR the round of twelve is is winding down. We had the first uh race that I had in Vegas that I was there for last weekend in Talladega. That was a pretty crazy one. Kind of you know for my guy was you know whatever. I I was going <laughs> off on text on. On, uh, you know, Justin Allgaier, you know, did, he needs to get back down into Xfinity and stop racing with the big boys. But, you know, whatever. There's really nothing he could do, it, you know, there. But Bubba Wallace getting that win, his first ever career win in a range-shortened uh, Talladega race. And now this weekend we have the, Char- the Charlotte Roval. 
which is for everyone listening right now who's not familiar with what a roval is, it's a it's the oval and a road course put together. So it's like half of Charlotte Motor Speedway, and then you go into they make like a handmade uh, little mini road course. They do it. They did it this year at Indianapolis, and they also do it at Daytona. So it's going to be a, a really good race. Before we get into the Roval, before we get into Talladega, I'd like to give my Yelp review on Las Vegas Motor Speedway. So it was it was actually really fun. You know, they uh, there was no parking issue. You know, like we kind of we didn't park in the main parking lot because we were like, hey, let's try to find somewhere where like we don't have to like pay, and then we can just kind of not sneak in, but you know. So we went to this lot that was like a quarter mile down the street from where the main parking lot was. And some guy was just standing there and he was, you know, he had like a cooler. He was trying to stay in the shade. I was like, hey, my man, hey, can you park here? He goes, man, people have been parking here all day. I mean, I'm not going to say you can't, you know. So we just parked in there and then we walked. Uh, we went to a bunch of the trailers. I got my sweet hat that I wasn't able to get from the Sonoma race earlier, you know, earlier this season. So I got my Kyle Larson hat on. And, um, yeah, it was it was hot. The hottest was when we were waiting to get into the building because outside in the parking lot where all the trailers are and stuff, it's it's the sun hitting the asphalt. Mm-hmm. So we're like just trying to find shade, trying to, you know, trying to stay cool. Excuse me. But then when, you know, 1230 hits and the gates are going to open, you got to get in line. So we're sitting there for like a half an hour because we don't want to be in like 300 you know people deep in a line. But it's hotter than hell. So then we get into the track and I don't know if it's COVID. I don't know if it's because they didn't sell enough tickets, but man, like half of everything was closed. It was like a ghost town. Like right when you got in, there was like a bunch of you know stands open, and I and I swear to God, I don't know if like most like speedways are like this, but it, it like when you walked into like the um you know just like where you walk through you know the grandstands yeah. and stuff, it looked like the Coliseum, bro. It yeah. was just concrete. It was just like kind of drab, and you know it was just I don't know. Like I wasn't looking to like walk into Allegiant Stadium, you know, and then oh, there's a racetrack in in the middle of Allegiant Stadium. I wasn't looking for that, but at the same time, I wanted like some kind of you know pizzazz that Las Vegas is supposed to give me. Of course. But no, I mean whatever. Like me and Forrest, we walk in there, we um we grab a bite to eat, and then we get a couple beers. We sit down and have a nice conversation with a couple from Colorado, you know, nice. talking Broncos and just talking. You know, they've been to many many nascar races this is only like my fourth or fifth one all time but yeah and then the race was uh very very interesting in the first and second stage larson winning the first hamlin winning the second and then larson falls behind he has to get from 19th and ends up in like ninth or 10th but hamlin pretty much i think he led like every lap almost in the third stage no yellows kind of boring me and forrest left with 10 laps to go so we could just kind of you know shoot on home to his house but all in all the experience is really cool i'm glad i went there uh Comparing tracks, Sonoma's still my favorite because you, because like me, you, and Mark Sonoma, we go to that little Sonoma. dirt area where they get in the turn one and turn two, right? And then all you got to do is turn around and then go to the other side, and then you're hitting it at like turn like you know seven eight, you know, down the chicane. Remember we just went back and forth. Or five, say the seven eight. It is a seven eight. Yep. Something like that. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that was cool, uh, but I would put Vegas above Fontana only because it's a similar track, but because it's a mile and a half, the cars are, are at you a lot quicker. Okay, that's It's good. not like the two, two and a half mile track that Fontana used to be. It's about to be a short track now, but um, but yeah, so I would put Vegas above uh, Fontana just because the length. I'm not, you know, of course I want to go to Daytona and Talladega, the, you know, the two longer tracks, but, you know, I would probably go with Las Vegas over Fontana. But I, so I guess they're doing a good thing for me, making it a short track. 
So all we there have to do is, is nice. to get that Bristol feel. We have to go to Fontana <laughs> when they open up next year. Um, but okay, so Bubba Wallace, amazing story. Uh, finally gets that win. I was rooting for awesome, him. You know, man. it was it was Monday, so I had the day off. So I was able to watch the whole thing like from home, and uh, I'm just sitting there like, dude, like, it's gonna take like two hours to fully dry the place. But they're actually got the jet dryer, so I was kind of concerned that they're actually gonna try to dry this track and resume the race. And then once the rain started again, it and then I knew it was over. Yeah. It's over. You, like you're not gonna get it until well into the nighttime when the lights are off, and you don't. Obviously, it's over halfway. The the race is official. Just end it. And so uh, it's good for him. Good for him, man. I mean, he's put in a lot of work he's been a race car driver for a long long time you know he's been through the steps to get to the nascar to the you know circuit and good for danny hamlin as an owner good for michael jordan as an owner just like good for the sport in general like you know like what more do you want than to get him like shoot what if daniel suarez like wins a race next year or even you know by the end of this year it's it's like really good for people who you would not think normally would be nascar fans like oh shoot Nice. He's winning too. It's not, you know, not to, you know, but all these freaking white guys winning. You can say it like repeat around the bush. I mean, it's all these white guys winning and stuff. It's like, oh, hell yeah, dude. Like, they're actually succeeding at this time. And he's a really good plate track driver. So, you know, he got second place in the Daytona 500 like a couple years ago. So, you know, I'm not not surprised that at any given point he was up there with the best of them, you know? Well, it's funny because we were watching that race at the same time. You, uh, Mark, and I were texting. And once that Bubba created that third lane, I mean, you, you create that third lane and you pretty much win or lose it on that. And more times than not, you lose it on that. And he started getting that push. And you even hear the announcer, you know, Bubba's starting to get a little push in that third lane. And it was just the perfect timing. He got yeah. the push he needed. He got mm-hmm. ahead of everybody. And the rain came. And it's funny because it's like it was like a Little League game. You know, you're up. You know, you kind of crossed that point that's to be official game you're like come on rain come on. you even hear good old uh what, what's he gets his, out the car and he's like come on rain come on rain well, well, what's his uh crew chief's <laughs> what's his name booty oh, or? it was uh oh, i would have to go through our text messages but it was like like booty or something or good old booty you hear this guy said hell yeah whoo come on rain <laughs> i mean it's one of and I'm not going against wanting to win that way. A win's a win, but it was so damn funny that like win at any cost, hey. And they did win. So and I know you have the year probably remembered the first African American to win like what fifty years, I think, Mike. Uh, since nineteen. Uh, shoot, it was nineteen sixty-three. Yeah, so yeah, you're pushing you know damn near fifty years, and you know there's just so much history in this sport. I mean, to what Mike said, it's true. And back then he won in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, that race, and and it wasn't even celebrated. Like yeah. they said, like it wasn't even like celebrated as a win by him. Like it was that long ago, and you know, it's, it's good crazy. for him. You know, yeah. So you said, you know, it's a sport. You know, it's true. It's dominated by white people. Not in a bad way. It's true. That's what it is. And yeah. to have someone that's not white win, especially someone African American going next year, maybe you'll see a Suarez win. Maybe, you know, down the road, you'll see an eight. I mean, just anybody. It's just good for the sport in general because it just diversifies it. It helps the fan base, I think. It helps the sport attract different people. So, yeah, just an awesome thing to see, man. Yeah, good for Bubba, man. That's just some awesome stuff to see. Yeah. And I mean, it it, it doesn't, uh, you know, we're so narrow minded when it comes to like who's the best at this or who's the best at that. Like the the amount of Latin American players that are just studs at baseball now like we wouldn't have had that if we were to kind of seclude it just just america 
Yeah. You know, even Japan. A lot of these Japanese players come out, like Shohei Otani. Uh, we would never have known him if, it, we, if he didn't get the, you know, recognition they did like Japan, you know. So it's really awesome to see some of these sports kind of, you know, going out. And you would never find a Bubba Wallace if, you know, he didn't come from a racing family. Like, you know, I mean, he came from like the family. And so he was uh, – he just – Paid his dues and he, he he worked his ass off and now he's get to this point. He deserves to be in that car. Now he's at a it's a two car team next year, you know, with Kurt Busch going into the second mm-hmm. car. And yeah, it's just it's just really glad. It's just really happy to 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 see someone like that who has good you know good character. I mean, sometimes me and Mark complain that sometimes when he's pissed off, he kind of ducks it like interviews. But you know, whatever. Uh, but no, he deserved <laughs> that win. He deserves a, you know a win. So good for him. And uh, hopefully many many more to come. Uh, his name was Booty Barker. Booty, Booty. Barker, bro. He had <laughs> my soundbite of the year, man. Oh yeah. god, I, I, I swear, man, that'd be the funniest thing I've ever seen on TV. But no, good race all in all. And hey, you know we're in the second round. We have another race coming up. How you mentioned earlier in the Roval. So yep, who's it gonna be this last. week, bro? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like you know, the, the first thing I always look at is like what Kyle Larson does. So obviously he wasn't able to drive the race last year because you know you know 2020 mm-hmm. and no i'm not talking about covid but uh but they, they i think they started in 2018 you know he's starting in the top five you know with all these races that actually have qualifying starting in the number starting in the fifth fifth position starting in the seventh position but he ends in 25th or 13th so i can't really recall why he ended you know on that uh but he, as far as what I remember, the Daytona road course, he actually was racing pretty good. And then he got caught in like a little crash or whatever, like a little fender bender. And then he was never the mm-hmm. same. So, you know, looking at just the very minimal stats that we have, you know, you, you have to look at Chase. Got well, to uh, look at Chase for the road course. You ain't lying about that. <laughs> you know, I mean, Kyle Larson did beat him earlier this season. I think was it Watkins Glen, I think. Was I'm not sure for Watson Glenn, but at least he won he won Sonoma as well. So Kyle Larson's proving himself to be a damn good uh, road course driver. I actually commented on Michael Marutz's uh, live stream and I was like, hey, cheers to Kyle Larson this week com- combining his Coca-Cola 600 win at Charlotte Motor Speedway mm-hmm. and his Sonoma win, combining those two into this Roval win. You know, so hopefully he can combine the best of both worlds and win this race this weekend. Um he doesn't necessarily have to win, but that, you know, but him crashing and him, you know, spending so many, so many different laps on the pit stops and finishing like three or four laps down, um, you know, he, his cushion of like almost 40 spots dwindled down to like 22. So it's a situation right now, yeah. to where like he can't crash again or he's going to be out, you know. Um, and then you have two other Hendrick uh, cars in William Byron and Alex Bowman who are pretty much must win situations. So you have two Hendrick cars who are kind of comfortable with Chase and Kyle Larson. Nothing is guaranteed. And then the other two are like, you know, uh Oh, you know, and I like seeing like those must wins. I mean, even though they, that's what they, who they were talking about. I mean, they interviewed them back to back Byron and Bowman. What do you got to do? It's pretty easy. You got to win next week. And you know, you like that in the playoffs to a degree. Our racers, thank God, you know, we're comfortable, kind of just don't F up and crash, just finish the race, and for the most part, you're good, and yeah. it's also the tracks that we're good on, so I think we're pretty safe, as well as Logano, Mark Sky, obviously Hamlin, is, you know, Hamlin's the top dog right now, and you're even seeing, you know, the people that are on the bubble, you're Kevin Harvick, he's only nine points out, and Christopher Bell, he's 28 points out, so, I mean, it's going to be a shootout for sure. I really think. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's a road course. It's you know, the good old Roval. But uh, how many hoping... points out is is Byron? 
Byron is 44. Okay, so it sounds to me that Bell, Byron, and Bowman, triple Bs, are the must-win situations. And like, unless Harvick they doesn't need to win, I don't think, with nine points yet. So, so who's the first guy out? First guy out is Harvick. It's Harvick. Okay, so he, so he's the first guy out. So he has to. That's the one that can uh, flip flop, right? Because it's, because it's yep. Bush. Uh, and then Logano and Keselowski gained a lot of points by finishing, like I think, second and third in that Talladega race. So isn't mm-hmm. it like Logano like in third place right now? Logano's in third, one point behind Larson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they picked it up. So who are, so who do you think, as far as standings-wise, you know, who's within like, you know, 10 to 15 points who could fall out of that, you know, into the Harvick spot? Like Harvick take over, take them over, and then they would drop out and, and be eliminated this weekend. Oh, it, it – for damn sure, it looks like it could be Kyle Busch, obviously, and even a Blaney. I mean, oh, you're looking okay. at look, you're looking at Logano, who's 21 points, obviously behind the leader, one point behind Larson. Then you got Keslow and Truex tied, two points behind Larson. Like they're on, you mm-hmm. know, they're on his ass. Yeah. Even though Chase is, it looks like 13 points behind Larson. He's also going to a very favorable track, so you got to kind of assume yeah. he's going to probably do good there. So he's going to be pretty safe and. Yeah, Blaney and Bush, Kyle, they definitely, I think, have a lot of pressure this week. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, because it's one of those things where you'll race clean for 30 tracks, and this is the one that you get, like, that you DNF because someone else made a mistake or you just blow it, you just blow a tire or whatever, and then you end up in the wall and you crash, and then all of a sudden you, you're sitting pretty in third or fourth place, and all of a sudden you're in last, and you get eliminated automatically. That's it's something like that could happen. So it's gonna be very interesting to see what what's what goes down this weekend. So I think it's pretty safe to say we're gonna pick our drivers as a not just the favorites. You know, that's mm-hmm. Vegas things. Yeah, I, I'd probably go with I'd probably go with one of those two yep. as long as nothing you know scary happens. Uh, I do like like road courses. I also like Kyle Busch and and Martin Truex Jr. So mm-hmm. some of the Joe Gibbs drivers as well. But I but I would probably call a Hendrick or a Joe Gibbs uh, win this weekend. You know, like any of so Bush. I don't know about Hamlin because Bush and Truex I think are better at road courses than Hamlin is. So I would probably pick those four: Bush, Truex, or Larson Chase for yeah, this weekend. I definitely like the Larson Chase for sure, and not Truex. And then Truex and he raced an RA too. That's for damn sure. So I think you gotta watch out for that dude. Yeah. All right, cool. So let's get into the what everyone's waiting for. Uh, you know, football. Let's start with college football before we get into our super contest. Um, man, oh, uh, God. Saturdays is, is so hard for me. Like I'm finding it, you know, super hard to watch college football just because of my schedule. You know, like I work Friday nights into Saturdays, so I'm sleeping for a lot of the time when those games are on. And then, and then if there's like a the game of the week's on at five o'clock, you know, on ESPN or on ABC. I have to go to work a half an hour later and then I'm at work. So it's kind of hard for me to really get into and grasp the college football season. I know it's more you and Mark. So uh, any matchups this weekend that you like as far as either just watching it or if you want to put some of your uh, taxed uh, uh, dollars on. (laughs) Well, I do got to just be up front with last week. I am beyond furious that Stanford won. I mean, I'm happy. Okay, cool. You know, they beat, you know, a number three ranked Oregon. But that was just the worst thing for the freaking Pac-12. Yeah. That was our playoff team. That was our chance to get in. Just just so everyone knows, we're not going to get a playoff team this year. We're not. That was it. No, not. No, we're definitely not. You know, it's just it's very disappointing to see something like that because, you know, we go to Ohio State, Oregon wins. 
they win versus Fresno State, a little closer than you wanted, and then you lose versus you lose versus freaking Stanford. And I'm not against Stanford. I'm not trying to make it sound like a hater, but like, come on, man. It's things like that that make you be like, yep, the Pac-12 is still the Pac-12. And yeah, I really don't know what else to say other than that, bro. It's just a tough one, man. It's, I will it just say- sucks too because you know you have like voters now. It's not the BCS where it's a computerized system it's where you can maybe, you know, kind of get lucky. No, it's voters. It's voters that are like that know that the that the that the Big Ten pretty much and the SEC are just overall better teams. So when, you know, when voters see that, oh, every single team in the Pac-12 now has a loss and it's not against Alabama, it's not against Auburn, it's not against, you know, Texas A&M, it's against Stanford, automatically, nope. That's an automatic, there's... um uh you know there's uh two sec teams like automatically so you could just punch georgia and alabama in depending on you you could have a friggin third team you know the first team out of the sec championship or whatever you know so you know i don't know uh aaron's talking about this weak targeting penalty at the end of the game did you see that i did not see that i know uh, i talked to aaron his parents went to the game hopefully they had a great time it was a stanford win but no i did not see the targeting penalty uh I just seen the result, to be quite honest, brother, and I just wasn't happy. I, I mean, I'm cool at Stanford winning any other year, but just for the sake of the back, Pac-12 as a whole, you know, I just really wish that we can get a team in that damn playoffs, man. It's been too damn long. Those USC dominant days, we don't have that. Even with Cal, like, they were half decent at one point. Right now, we just freaking suck, bro. Yeah. Diddly poo. But this week, we do got a very fun game. That actually, this is one game I've been looking at for a couple weeks and is here. Good old Saturday, Iowa, and they're up to number three against Penn State, who's number four. So that's going to wow. be a fat game. It's in Iowa. Iowa, I remember when they went and beat Iowa State, they were kind of just chugging along. I think like number 17, number 15. They're up to number three with all the movement that's happened. I'm excited for this game, man. I don't know how these teams would match up against like the Georges and Alabamas, but for like where I see them at, like that second tier, it's going to be a good game. Yeah. Close spread, too. Iowa's only favored by a point and a half. Definitely. I'm seeing right here, too. Weird things always happen in Auburn. Weird things always happen in Auburn. And not only do you see a 15 and a half point spread, but it's it's one of those things where it's, I wouldn't even be surprised if Auburn won that game against Georgia. Like, Georgia's been playing, like, lights out, just amazing football so far this this season that I've been able to see. But Bo Nix, man. And that offense, we shall see, you know. Well, that's the thing about Georgia. When you're hearing about them, it's all defense. And, yeah. I mean, I think like 99.99% of the time it's like, oh, yeah, defense wins championships. It's all about defense. And more times than not, it's true. It is about defense. But in college, too, you do get some of those surprise performances. And if there is a game that I think Georgia can have a hiccup, Georgia can be a surprise. Georgia, hopefully they, you know, don't fall asleep. It's this game versus Auburn in Auburn because, you know, Auburn's that same team that beat Alabama a few years back in Auburn. So, you know, them going against the number two Georgia Bulldogs, I wouldn't be surprised. Don't get me wrong. Georgia's good. You know, I remember last week Mark and I were talking. Mark's like, you know, I like these Razorbacks. Arkansas, they're a damn good team. You know, they got that ass, well, 37 <laughs> nothing versus Georgia. Yeah, handed to them. Yeah. You know, you know, so they're the truth. Georgia is the truth, but I do see where you're going with, hey, that could be a hiccup game, and we shall see, just like you said, bro. 
if I were to pick like a lock of the week, just because, you know, we see some of these things like those trends, like I would pick Arizona state to cover a 13 point spread at home against Stanford. Just like Stanford coming off that huge win. I am looking at that right now. ESPN primes. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, so come Thursday, well, no, that's Friday night. Oh, yeah, dude, but I, I'm looking for an ass whooping when I check my phone at work for sure. Um, and then one more game that I saw, where was it? Um, look at San Diego State in the top 25. Look at that. Who'd have thought? Where the hell did I see that? Not me. <laughs> I know. Oh, uh, I was going to say Michigan. I think the first time under J- Jim Harbaugh, they're 5-0, and or I saw something about first time, first time, under Jim Harbaugh was something. So, you know, good for them. They're playing three and three uh, Nebraska this weekend. So, uh, but they're only given three and a half points on the road. So we'll see number nine against an unranked team. So that's kind of fishy, but we'll see. Yeah, There's a recipe all over it. I mean, Notre Dame going to Vitek after that loss for Cincinnati. I think Notre Dame, they definitely get back on track. Seeing what you just see in San Diego state, getting that top 25. Good for them. I think I seen correctly that, Fresno State is in the top 25 as well. So nice. good for Fresno State, the Bulldogs. And so now we got some fun games this week. I know I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago. It was a little am, but starting to get more of these good uh, ranked teams playing each other. And, you know, there'll be some upsets in the making. We'll see, bro. Yes, sir. So to round out sports, we have NFL football. So uh, week four saw, what, three out of the four teams who are still undefeated actually lose. Denver loses to Baltimore. The Rams lose to still undefeated Arizona. And then uh, me and Mark's Raiders lose to the Chargers on Monday night. So now you only have the Arizona Cardinals in Sean's division. Um, The Niners lose again. Uh, Jimmy G is out. I'm seeing conflicting reports where it's like, oh, I hope it's not more than a couple weeks. But then it's like he may be able to play this weekend. So who knows about that one? Sean, what do you say? You're, uh, you know, not Mel Kuyper, but who's the guy who always reports? Yeah, you're Adam Schefter. So who, what, what say you on this Jimmy G, Trey Lance, uh, you know, scenario right now? Uh, it's not hard. I mean, when Trey came in and I had some of those people, oh, he threw two touchdowns. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> and he also had moments where he, he had to cock that arm back. He was too slow. Just he, like a rookie, you know. You know. He's a rookie, and that's the thing. I'm not even blaming him. He's just yeah. not ready. He's not ready. And when I see these people, just throw him out there. He can't be that much worse than Jimmy. If you throw him out there, you're pretty much throwing the season. You're pretty much throwing the season. Jimmy is not that bad. We know what we have in Jimmy. If he's healthy enough to play, I start Jimmy. The no questions asked. Don't get me wrong. I get Trey snaps because Trey has proven he has some intangibles that he doesn't need to get up to speed too much for. When he's in and you expect the run, he can still toss it. He's a freaking quarterback. So, again, you just got to not be so obvious with certain things. The defense had like seven three and outs last week. We sacked Russell like four or five times. The defense was great. We outrushed him by almost 200 yards. We just couldn't score the freaking ball. It's straightforward. That's what it was. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and neither could uh, Seattle. Seattle had like negative eight yards in like the second quarter. And all of a sudden in the second half, they just kind of light a fire under their ass. And they made those second half adjustments, you know. You know so I don't know. It's this is one know. of those things, too, where I could see us going to Arizona and winning this football game. I really could. That's the thing. Like, five and a half. Is, that, is that your first pick? Because you're picking first this week. <laughs> I am picking first this week. And that, unfortunately, is not my first pick. <laughs> OK, OK. That's but not your first pick. All right. It is not. I could put that out there. It is not my first pick. <laughs> OK, cool. So we have an updated of the standings for the comic bookie super contest. We had uh, myself and Sean go two and two last week and Mark went one and three. So updated the f- total standings. We started week two. So through uh, week four, Sean is six, five and one. 
Um, Mark is four, seven, and one, and your boy, I am three, eight, and one. Folks, I did go 0 and 4 last week, so. I mean, or two weeks ago, so don't kill me. Uh, but everyone listening or watching live right now, it's not too late. We can have a side fan contest. Please just DM us or email us or whatever uh, your top four picks against the spread every single week. And the winner at the end of the season is going to get a nice prize pack from yours truly, the Comic Bookies podcast. So uh, this week we have an NFC West showdown on Thursday Night Football. We have a game in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London do, between the New York Jets do. and the Atlanta Falcons. Um, our Niners are – wow. What Say it I again. Say, that? Say, that actually sounded really good. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. That was really nice. Yeah. Your 49ers are playing in Arizona, and my Las Vegas Raiders are at home. This is like that kind of uh, side game where we don't play the NFC East. It's not – you know, the, this is like that – Random game that just gets thrown in there because now it's 17 games, but the Raiders are at home against the Bears. So, Sean, you're picking first since me and you did tie. We go week to week, but but you have the better overall record. So, sir, you are picking first for this week's Super Contest. What game and why? Uh, I'm going to go with the team that I think is proven. They are arguably the best team in the AFC with a sophomore quarterback who is looking like it is not going to be a sophomore bust season. Mm-hmm. The L.A. Superchargers. Minus one and a half at home against the Cleveland Browns. Nice. Okay. All right. So Sean goes LAC. Minus one and a half. And so not because I I need to gain games. It was actually just one of the games I looked at. I was like, you know what? They played really good on Monday. They played really good, especially in the first half. They, you know, let up some points, but... This is that letdown game. Cleveland didn't play well, and they still snuck out a win. I'm going opposite of you trying to gain a game. I'm going to go the Cleveland Browns going in there and covering a one-and-a-half-point spread. But I also think they're going to win the game, too. So I'll take Cleveland at a plus one-and-a-half. I like that. I like that. Yeah, well, thank you. You're watching your pregame shows going opposite of me, I see. Mm-hmm. Right? Shoot, I don't have any time for any <laughs> pregame shows. I get home, and I fall asleep, and then I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, get me, you know— Go ahead yes. and wake me up at 9.55 before the 10 o'clock games. <laughs> I set my lineups like at work on you know Saturday or like when I'm getting home and I'm pulling up to the driveway at 6.30 in the morning on Sunday. That's when I'm setting my lineups. Uh, so via Mark, he's going to uh, – here's his proxy picks. So going in order of what he likes, let me scroll to the game real quick. Uh, there we go. So he's taking – wow. Uh, the team that can't really play at home very well. They've lost, I think, two straight games at home. Uh, back at home from a loss in Green Bay, but the Pittsburgh Steelers that he's going to continue with the facade that is the Denver Broncos. Um, who knows? I'm not sure if Teddy Bridgewater is can uh, is hurt also, but um, the Pittsburgh Steelers are only giving one point at home against the Denver Broncos. So it if you were like you know classically thinking as far as you know handicapping and spreads are concerned, they actually have the Broncos as the better team, but you know uh, Pittsburgh gets three points because they're at home. So Pittsburgh, minus one. Sean, you're up for pick number two. Uh, to my Niner fans, we had nothing but love. You guys know me, ride or die. And if you guys actually hear me pick this team right now, you're probably going to be like, oh, hmm, that must be just better's money. I'm taking the good old Cowboys, minus Ooh. seven against the New York Giants. All right. You know what? Cowboys. Okay, I see that. So so Cowboys minus seven. Okay, cool. That's one of those fishy ones, dude, because they've been they've been absolutely dominating. You know, they've been scoring like 35, 40 points a game. 
Okay. Yeah, also, look at it, the flip side okay. though is oh the Giants won in New Orleans. Maybe they're not that bad. Nah, Giants are not that good. That's okay. my mindset. Okay. All right. Maybe that's why the number is so low is because they're giving them some yeah. love for winning in New Orleans and uh, and screwing up my pick last week. I, you know, I can't believe you guys took all my picks and I had to take plus 16 for Houston, bro. I didn't even have like, but, the picks out and it was just like, funny because I think. <laughs> how do you not take that? How do you not take an NFL team to cover 16 points? You can have 39 raining. points. And, and then it's raining, lost. so you're like, okay, oh, this is a low-scoring game for sure. Yeah, low-scoring for the damn Houston Texans. 40-burger for the freaking Bills. God damn. Uh, to answer your question, Aaron, yes, please uh, get in on our picks. Um, oh, yeah. It's not like with us. So we won't, you know, you can go ahead and pick the four games that you like the most. We're not going to like say, oh, no, I already picked that pick. This is like a side fans thing. So go ahead and send us your picks every week and we'll keep a, a tab of it. And then the 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 fan, because not everyone's going to get to pick, you know, week to week, I guess. So the fan with the best winning percentage at the end of the year will get a nice prize pack from us. And if but what you're saying right now is she goes – uh, Jets plus three coming off a good win versus the Titans in, in London. Anything can happen. Give me the J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets versus Atlanta. So he's taking that. And then he's also taking the Washington football team plus two versus the Saints. Seems like a smash for me, too. I think they win that game straight up, too. All right. So that's his two, yeah. two of his two picks. So please go ahead and like, uh, you know, text Sean or message us on the comic bookies Instagram page and I'll get those four picks, uh, written in for you, bro. Um, okay. So my pick is next. Let's see. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so, sorry, Aaron. I'm, I'm not touching that London game. I never want to. It's, it's like two bad teams in London. Oh, God. you fall asleep and you wake up and it's like, you know, 28 to three. It's like, it's, it's like Thursday night football when Thursday night football was like, you know, on NFL network and those two crappy teams, like someone always just gets absolutely murdered in those games. Uh, let me see. Let's do, Okay, let's do – what do I want? I was looking at these earlier too. Let's see here. Okay, I got one for you. Lost a heartbreaker. You know, they almost won the damn game. Pick my team. <laughs> you have to pick my pick right now. Wait, hold on. Was it, th- was it this week or last week? No, no, it was two weeks ago. Oh, you know. I'm sorry. Two weeks ago, they lost to a record-breaking field goal. You know, they had it. Oh, okay. You know, and, and, and I actually thought that they were going to go in and actually, you know – compete with Chicago, another division game, uh, Minnesota, you know, they barely beat Seattle. They barely beat Cleveland. They're at home again. Uh, come on. Owen four. Owen, we can't go Owen five. I have to take the points. I'm going to take Detroit with the plus nine. They're giving me, they're giving me nine points this week in a division game. Go ahead and give me that road junkyard dog. As Mark calls him, give me that road dog. Like, yeah, like it. Good choice. Okay, so Detroit. So Mark's going, Let's see, Detroit. I think I know what Mark's pick is, too. I think his second pick was the Raiders. Plus nine. Is it the Raiders? Yeah. So he's going to take the Raiders. He has it at minus five and a half. I also have it at minus five and a half. So Mark, the resident Raider fan, he's the fan. I'm the apologist. He's going to take the Las Vegas Raiders at minus five and a half. I wouldn't touch it. I don't know. Nice. I wouldn't touch it. It's one. I don't know. I don't know. Like – you hope that they're going to come back and play like they did in the first three games, but you also are fearing that, dude, you're on your one day less, like one less day of, of rest, and are you going to play at that again? Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to come out in the first quarter and then be dead as a doornail again, and that was just going to scare the hell out of me for the rest of the game. I don't know. 
I hated True. playing catch up last week. I hated that. Um, so Sean, your pick number three. Taking my surprise NFC team, the Carolina Panthers at minus three and a half against the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. All right. That's actually, I, I kind of like that pick because Eagles, yeah. They're not so bad, up and down to me in, in Carolina. Even have they been without Christian McCaffrey too? They lost last week versus Christian McCaffrey, and I mean they were in that game in Dallas the whole game. If it wasn't for yeah. that interception late in the game, they played good. Okay, so Sean loves these favorites, and my friend Sh- Vegas would love you. <laughs> okay, pick number three for myself. For myself, myself, myself. Let's see here. Let's go from let's go to a contender in Sean's eyes to a pretender in my eyes. I'm gonna take I'm gonna ride my my Super Bowl pick strong. I'm taking them. I'm taking the Packers on the road to go into Cincinnati and covering the three points. It just seems like no, they're they're giving Cincinnati too much love. You know, it's pretty much a it's pretty much a pick 'em at that point with you know the Bengals. uh, You know giving three, uh, you know, at home, but J- mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, they've been playing nice. They've been playing some nice, some nice football, but no, give me Aaron Rodgers, Give me the veteran. Give me the, you know, hopefully they get, uh, what's his name? Jalen Smith. Smith yeah. and, and especially if he plays, I'm going to grab this number at three. It might go up to, you know, three and a half, four by the weekend. So give me the green Bay Packers minus three. Good choice. Okay. I actually did look at that game. Taking my first favorite of the week. Mark's next pick. Uh, he's going opposite of Aaron. He's going to the London game and he's going to take the Atlanta Falcons minus three The birds taking the birds for me to toss up. I think a lot of those games, most of those games are like blowout. So it's like who, which one's going to blow out, you know, Mm -hmm. who? So Aaron's taking the jets to blow them out. Mark's taking Atlanta. So Atlanta minus three, Sean, for your last pick of the week, sir. Well, I uh, am caught between two games right now, which okay. I will say it is favorites, of course. <laughs> and uh, just because I see injuries on one team, I have to go with the other team. And I'm going to roll with them one more week. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs at minus two and a half against the Buffalo Bills. Prime okay. time Sunday night at Arrowhead. Okay. You, Bills, Bills aren't going to get that revenge yet. I, you Not know what? Well, I, I will say this. Knowing my luck, they're going to get revenge here. But in the AFC Championship, it will probably be the Chiefs. But hopefully, if things go how I want it, yeah. I'll let the Chiefs get this game, but the Bills get the AFC Championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll stick with – let's do – Hmm. I think – okay, yeah. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go here because he play, this quarterback plays really well in primetime. He puts on shows for the fans. Um, they played really well on the road. Beat that pretender Denver last week. Just just totally smacked is. him. I've kind of changed my opinion over the last like you know twelve to fifteen months on Carson Wentz. Um, or is it he's not even playing? Or is it is it? Uh, oh no, he's playing, but you just can't tell. You can't yeah, tell. that's right. I always forget because Jacoby Brissett. You know, I always forget like oh he's not there anymore. He's there. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm gonna take uh the Ravens. So I'm gonna go two and two again on favorites. And um, yeah, it's it's a heavy number minus seven, but hopefully maybe they can win by a touchdown and then I can maybe push. Um, but now I'm going to take the Ravens. The Ravens always play really well on um, on primetime 
You know, they, they played they beat they beat Kansas City in Kansas City in prime time. They always put up some big numbers points wise. So hopefully I can get the same thing. I'm going to go the Ravens at home against the Colts uh, minus seven. And finally, yeah, Mark's last pick. Yes. Mark's last pick is did we take any of his top four picks? Yes. Detroit plus nine, which mm-hmm. was taken by me. And then the Cowboys was taken by you minus seven. Yes. Here, here he goes. Here comes the Houston plus 16. <laughs> uh, Carolina minus four and a half. So you got minus three and a half. So there's Sean. Okay. And here we go. Wow. Two straight weeks. Two straight weeks that a bunch of picks are taken and some low, low sack of shit has to take the Houston Texans at a plus at a, at a plus nine. Plus so nine Mark Fagundes takes the Texans plus nine. And watch my uh, luck. Texans are friendly for him. And (laughs) watch my luck. They're going to cover. They're indoors or at home against, you know, New England Patriots. Watch. They'll cover. They'll lose, but they'll cover. Watch. Um, But that's your picks for the Super Contest of the Week. Uh, That was the sports in general for the Combo Boogies podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let's see if we got anybody on the chat. Oh, Aaron is just. uh, Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Aaron. Send them to our DMs. Um, Yes. Yes, tough bit. Uh, okay, cool. So thank you so much to everyone who's been joining our um, chat so far, everyone who hopefully in the near future joins the Super Contest, but this is Kambuki's podcast. We're going to take a short break, grab another drink, but we're going to come back, and we have a short segment in comic books this week, so stay tuned. Be back in this jiffy. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for jumping on and joining us, climbing the world of sports and comics as we do every single week. This is episode 127 of the Comic Bookies podcast. Again, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Uh, catch us on all social medias at the Comic Bookies. Uh, email us, thecomicbookies at gmail.com. And please, you know, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, please give us a, a one to five star rating. Uh, give us a review it goes a long way into kind of shaping what, how we kind of you know shape our episodes and our content and stuff so please let us know how we're doing over these last uh, what sean two and a half years 127 episodes it's been a great run man just getting started that's the good thing and like what yes. mike said give us a five or a five star rating you guys pick <laughs> five or <laughs> narrow five, it down for you guys and uh like what you know mike said it best we definitely are going to keep playing the world of sports and comics, but the more we get to interact with you guys, hear your your guys' feedback, as well as you guys interacting, we'll see what kind of works, doesn't work, what you guys like. And ultimately, you know, we're having fun doing this, and we just kind of want to give you guys something for you guys to be entertained by. So, yeah, just keep, you know, checking us out. Join our super contests. Read the mm-hmm. books. Recommend books that we want to read. And, you know, it's good times, guys. Good vibes. Tell your friends. Tell your friends who like comic books who like sports, you know, I've been, uh, sometimes like when I get some free time, I kind of go around to different podcasts. Like I, I search some stuff and, you know, I'm not trying to put anybody else down, but I mean, like no one else does what we do, you know, like they might be better than, than us because of either, you know, they have the money to spend on different equipment or whatever. They have a studio or they're sponsored by certain things. So they get money or whatnot, but I, I've never heard anybody do what we do. They might be a sports, you know, podcast and they say, Hey, did you see that, uh, new Venom movie? Oh yeah, let's talk about it. But like no one actually seeks that stuff out. And like, that's the whole 
aspect of their show is sports and comics. So uh, I know plenty of people who like both. So I hope you do. I hope you know you're listening right now and you can recommend this to at least five people. How about every single person who downloads this episode right now, go and share this to five of your friends or family. Just that's it. That's all it is. And then have them do the same thing. Do this that little chain email where it's like you're gonna get bad luck for ten years if you don't <laughs> share this with fifteen other people. Like do that email chain or whatever, like you know. So, uh, but yeah, everything, everything is much appreciated. Thank you so much. But uh, let's get into the comic books. Uh, so we have plenty to get into. Uh, like we said, if you've been following us for a long, long time, we're not really gonna review last week's episode or last week's books. The books that came out like on what was that the 29th or whatever Ninth. because I kind of get my books late. So we're going to do the ones each week. We're going to review the ones from two weeks ago. So this week, though, coming out on Wednesday, October 6th, uh, you have Batman 114, The Nice House on the Lake, number five, The Swamp Thing, number eight, Arkham City, Order of the World, number one. That's a new one. And The Joker Presents Puzzle Box, number three. And we also get Wonder Woman 80th Anniversary 100-page special. So get that one. Uh, Plenty of variant covers I've been trying to grab, too. Uh, over on the Marvel side, Amazing Spider-Man 75, New Mutants 22, Excalibur 24, Dark Ages, the new story number two comes out today, and Captain Marvel number 33. Uh, uh, image Comics, The Me You Love Me in the Dark, The Me You Love in the Dark number three, and The Righteous Thirst of Vengeance number one. That's It looks like a pretty cool story. Mighty Morphin number 12 and Buffy the Vampire Slayer 30 comes out from Boom Studios. AWA gives this uh, – you know, book called Out number one today, and Aftershock gives us almost American number two. I really dug the first issue, mm-hmm. so excited to see what number two gives us. Uh, Sean, so um, I guess I can start with books because um, sometimes we might forget like what actually came out, you know, two weeks ago. But some of my some of my more favorite ones, actually, like going back on it, I think my favorite issue, hmm, probably Batman the Detective number five of six. Uh, Tom Taylor's story is almost done. Batman's in London, kind of activates all of the Batman people, you know, the Bat people in his, you know, circle. Badass, it's, bro. It's pretty cool. I, I, I definitely dug that. Definitely dug that. I liked it a lot, bro. It's really, really good. And I remember when we first got this, I was like, I don't know, we'll see. It's just, you know, straight up, it's just another Batman. You're like, Tom Taylor, you got to get it. You're going to like it. And, bro, I'm, I'm really liking I can't think, oh, my the like the lady you know that's in the batman outfit pretty much the the, Uh, what's her name um um, equilibrium equilibrium and they even kind of give like her little story to a degree her backstory was cool her backstory i loved it i loved it and i was like okay that's why i'm like that's why she's killing all the people that batman saves because they couldn't because the person that he saved ended up killing her yeah. husband and uh, son husband and son or husband and daughter yeah it was uh, i think it was the husband and the son yeah, it was both of them because the guy that he saved. Drunk driver, and, right? Yeah, the junk driving. Yep. So, oh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm loving that, but it's a good one, bro. Yeah, definitely cool. Um, So let's see. What is going forth? Yeah, it's pretty much just they they gave the, you know, the backstory of her. And then it's like, well, she's coming for you. So be ready. So and him and is so, like, so Batman and Squire got to get ready for her. She's coming. And she was trained by masters. You can't even see the scene where she's fighting Batman. And he mm-hmm. literally says, like, if it wasn't for him having those goggles, like, she would have, like, had her fingers in his brain. Like, she was whooping that ass. So. Yeah. No, for real. Uh, what would you think of Alien number seven? I liked it. Beginning of the new arc, I believe. So it, it was cool. Uh, so it seems like they pretty much have, like, an established, like, 
colony somewhere, it seems like, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. And yeah, you know, it was a little slow, but then again, it is the beginning of a new arc. And then you see like this little space vehicle type crash and, you know, they go and explore it. And sure enough, what's within <laughs> the people that are flying this spaceship? Freaking yeah. alien. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's pretty crazy. They're taking like, is that the same? Is it the same ship that came down that was we were saw in the first arc? Is it the same thing or is it just kind of like a different story? You know, because it's because now it seems like now those aliens are like where like Earth is supposed to be, right? So it's um definitely a good story because I I got kind of I'm not gonna lie, I got kind of confused. I was like, wait a minute, hold on, that story ended like up in space, right? Like where the where the dad where he space. he ended up yes. getting killed, right? And so I think that that might be the same spaceship crash landing mm-hmm. now where it's like, wait, hold on. They're, uh, you know, their shields, their, their, their fire shields aren't up, but wait, they're going to crash land. Like, you know, so I think that's might be what it is. And now they're going to have a story arc to where they're being unleashed, like on another group of people. Crazy. Oh, they're unleashed. All right. I mean, typical, just like in the first arc, you know, once they start getting pain in their stomach or chest, you know why there's an alien within them. And I ended like that and. They're introduced to the aliens, so let's see what this second issue has uh, in store for us for sure, bro. Nothing too much to write home about on Moon Knight. This was issue number three. Um, I, like I said a couple weeks ago, I'm going to give it till issue six, and if it like captures my uh, attention, fine. But if after this first arc or whatever, you know, if that's even how Marvel does it, uh, I'm think I'm dropping it. You know, I was talking to Alex because I went last Friday and Mark was there. And I I mean, obviously, I'm not reading the volume of books that Alex is on. Or, you know, even maybe like you're on. I'm not there just yet, but I'm definitely, you know, volume's getting up. But one thing, like I asked Alex, I was like, you know, and it was more just like a casual question. Is it ever like too early to drop a book? And he said no, because there's new books every week. And if you actually just don't like a book, like drop it, to be honest. Like, I was asking him, like, you know, do you read this? Do you read this? He goes, yeah, I read the first one or the second one, you know. And he's just like, yeah, I just dropped it after. Yeah, I just, not that I you know if he has a pull list, and he probably does. But it leads me actually right into the next book I wanted to bring up, The Flash. Because we didn't fall under for so long. So I feel, like, bad if I would even drop this. But it's just, like, to me, there's, like, no excitement in reading it right now. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, and, and this felt like, uh, like I was texting you guys, this felt like an annual like it felt it like, kind of like, like, like a thing. side story, like an off story, right? Completely, bro. It was just like this new character, Dr. Nightmare, a cool little spiel. Everyone go to sleep <laughs> like him and his daughter. Like, oh, ha, ha, ha. You can. OK, you can use your powers and help me this time. OK, he's captured the end. It was like his own little side story. It had for damn sure nothing to do with the arc. So I'm just kind of yeah. like, I don't know, man. I kind of feel like I told myself uh, that I would always get Batman and Detective, and I would always get a, the Superman and, and or action. But for mm-hmm. the most part, since I've been getting comic books in 2016, they've had pretty good art. I mean, uh, you know, well, yes, art, but the stories are pretty good. Like Peter T- Peter Tomasi, Bendis, they were all writing on Superman. You know, we've had action comics. We've had, you know, Tamaki. We've had uh, Tom King. We have, we're having Tinian right now with Batman. Like Detective was good too. I think Tinian actually was on the when Detective started with Rebirth. I think Tinian was actually on Detective, and then and soon went to Batman. But yeah, everything's been good. You know, like Williamson was actually really good in the beginning and kind of mm-hmm. faded out. Like wasn't like horrible, but now this guy's kind of like, eh, you know, he's he, he's okay. 
But like I, I asked myself, why am I treating the Flash like those four books? You know, like I shouldn't. Like, why am I not finally dropping the Flash? Is it because that I've picked him up since literally the Flash Rebirth number zero or number one and then yeah. started that? Is it because I'm the completest? You know, I don't know. Is it the same reason why I keep finding myself watching Batwoman and Legends of Tomorrow <laughs> and Supergirl? Yeah. Which actually, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and sidebar this. Legends of Tomorrow is kind of wacky. It's always been like that. But Batwoman's actually not bad. Like what they're doing right now with with Black Mass, like like as I'm catching up, it's actually not too bad. Like mm-hmm. Supergirl's the one that's like, oh, it's not, it's very boring. I'm glad this is the last season. Legends is just kind of like funny in its own way, like super sketchy aliens and like they're traveling through times. So they get to wear different costumes and stuff like that. It's kind of cool, like that, you know. But actually, Batwoman like took a step forward this season so far. Where like Black Lightning was like on a very stagnant through the whole thing. Now that's over. Supergirl's over, and automatically Lois and uh, um, Superman and Lois. That is up there, right there with Arrow and Flash. Easily, right there. It Easily. is really, really good. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm enjoying that, bro. I love it. I know you're still catching up on your shows. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. Dad Life. But oh, bro, Superman and Lois. It doesn't miss a beat, bro. I love that show. Good one and. You know, they're obviously still doing, you know, I used to watch the Goodbye Cisco show. And you can see, obviously, Flash, I mean, even the Flash show, it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I'm, I'm actually in the middle of a, uh, of the episode where, uh, where Psycho Pirates there and where they're trapped in like mm-hmm. that psych ward, like in their head. And that one's actually pretty cool. That's like yeah. a freaky little like Halloween S episode or whatever that, that, that episode's actually pretty cool. I'm enjoying that one so far. Um, I just finished the episode on, on Superman and Lois. I've just finished the episode where it was, um, all of the townspeople are infected or not infected, but they got the Kryptonian bodies in them. And then they put, um, they put Clark's mom's subconscious into Lana and then helped them make the thing that kind of like freed them you know like the dad was a crypt like the uh, kyle Mm -hmm. was a kryptonian but they finally cured him i just finished that episode so we'll see how the rest of the season ends i'm 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 wondering when steel's gonna come back because john henry irons is steel superman so i'm gonna you know with the hammer and everything i'm really excited bro i like him yeah i'm gonna i'm really excited to see when he joins the crew you know but uh but yeah going back to comic books only one more i wanted to talk about real quick was stillwater man stillwater I always, you know, always, always, always uh, come back. It's only 10 issues in, but it's really, really cool. Just like a town that, like, when you go there, you don't age. You know? Like, you just don't age. I like that. I caught That's another it. white hair on me today. But oh, then again, you have people who want to stay in power, and, like, you know, you have a judge, and you have a sheriff and everything who kind of treat like a dictatorship. And what happens when a guy comes in from the outside, and then they find out that that's actually he used to live there? And someone secretively brought him here, you know, to kind of change everything. Mm-hmm. And now this 10th issue ends with all the little kids who are now like 40 or 50 years old, but they stay in the same body. They've yeah. pretty much taken over the town of Stillwater. So you have all the little kids like little it's uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, little heads. Yeah, they, they've now taken over the town and uh, they're in charge of the punishment and, you know. Like if you're if if you're deemed to be, you know, unsavable and no no amount of jail time is going to be uh, is right for you. They take you to the edge of the town Peace. and then put a bullet in your head because now you actually die. Because if you're in Stillwater, you fall off the Empire State Building, you take a shotgun right to the chest or whatever. You're going to like live like you're you know, everything grows back like you're like you're fine. But that's how they get you is that they take you to the 
and you know outside the town so yeah so that's uh that's my comments anything else from the books this week or what you're excited for this week i'm excited for of course i mean batman was good last week too i mean two weeks ago and i'm excited for this week's batman as well you know a book that I'm reading and I know Mark is reading. We actually talked about it a little bit last week and I, I had a note that for sure was going to bring it up this week with you. A good old uh, Boom at Studios classic, Eat the Rich number two. Bro, it's good. Okay. And it's something I for damn sure would I, – I, I can see you liking it. I really could. Uh, the second issue, pretty much the chick who went to this nice, rich, freaking weirdo house with her boyfriend. Like they're weirdos, bro. Like – they pretty much kill somebody there. They like make fun of them and then they kill them. And like they're all kind of like, okay, they killed them. Like that's what happens. Just something happens. And she, everyone kind of pretends like nothing happens because it's normal to them. And she's like here trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Where the hell am I at? And she talks to someone who works there kind of as like a maid. But she's kind of in on it, too. She's aware of what's going on. She's like, yeah, you know, I'm sick. They give me money for my insurance to pay for my illness. And she goes, yeah, but, you know, they're killing people. Oh, yeah, you know, that's kind of normal here. So it's kind of like, what the hell? So it's just a second issue, but it really weird, like, aspect to it. But you would like it, bro. It's a good one. Okay. Uh, this week I'm excited, I guess, for The Nice House on the Lake, number five. Just what a freaky-ass book that Tinyan's writing. Um, what else? Probably almost American, almost American for sure. Been talking about that, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I mean, only one issue in, but it feel it definitely feels like a the Americans the show. Um, before we get into the news and other headlines and reviews and stuff, I want to give a shout out to Sam Adams. Finally here, my <laughs> Oktoberfest, one of my favorite seasonal beers. It's it's like honestly, when you go to an Applebee's or a restaurant, you're like, hey, what do you have on tap? And it's like the third week of October. Sometimes they're all, they're already gone. So please, when you go to a Costco and you go to stores, a restaurant, dude, this Oktoberfest, just to, those caramel hints, like, oh, my God, so, so damn good. I yeah. definitely need to work my way to Costco this weekend and get myself a pack. I got my box. Get yours, folks. Good okay. marketing. I know, right? So let's go ahead and get into the pieces of news, headlines of the week before we uh, get out of here. Rockstar Launcher, the, they have like a launcher update, and they actually give a tease on Grand Theft Auto remastered trilogy how sick would that be for our generation bro grand theft auto 3 where the guy where the guy doesn't even talk and then grand theft auto vice city and then san andreas a remastered trilogy dude that would be I so see sick the well, I mean, remastered yeah. the car i mean granted you're about to have a baby so none of us would have any time to play the game but just the thought of it is pretty damn awesome you know what, bro? Don't don't remind me of the whole part not being able to play the video game, but the whole baby thing. Oh, definitely can't wait. But oh, dude, Grand Theft Auto, bro. I, I me and you, bro. We cannot rem- we remember clearly when that game came out. This guy doesn't talk, but those missions were so badass. You're working with the mafia. You're still in Sentinels. You have like that Doom buggy car that you drive through. You go to the car wash. I mean, dude, that game was so freaking dominant going through. That was pretty much New York. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh man, like I said, dude, that was that was one of those games. Like, okay, they need to make more and more and more of these, which they did. And uh, seeing a remastered version of it, you almost have to buy the original. It's the first one ever. It doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, it's it's actually it's it's really dope. And like what what I don't know, like the music too, like the music in uh, Vice City and San Andreas, just so sick all Vice across City, the board. Bro. Whether it was the country, the rock, the rap, like everything, the, the soundtracks, V Rock. 
Like whenever I, would, I hear like a random song that was on V Rock, I'm like, oh, that's from Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Like I don't know who else in this world is like saying that. Like maybe it's you know that song's from your childhood or you're not thinking of that. But there's a handful of songs where I'm like, yep, I've heard this a thousand times. And what do I think of? Is Grand Theft Auto Vice City? <laughs> you know? Bro, Vice City, dude. I swear, that's one with the Faggio, right? That's the Faggio. Yeah, you, you you have to say it. You have to say it like an Italian because if you say it like an American, then you're gonna get in trouble nowadays. <laughs> Hilarious, dude. We're talking about video games here, but oh man, and you know what? That was just the childhood, bro. Those were hella fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, one day, you know, we'll get it, and then one day we'll be able to play it. So, when we're old and decrepit, and that's all we can do is just can't hardly walk, <laughs> just stay and just sit, stare at the TV for 14 hours a day. Um, Ben Affleck is, has recaptured the fun of playing Batman, you know, of him filming his scenes on the flash. He, uh, um, you know, it's, it's really lovely and really fun to quote the great Ben Affleck. So it's good to hear that he's having fun again, uh, playing Batman, which now bodes the question, you know, come on, come back, you know, like, come on, come back. Like, let's do more Justice League. Let's like, let's do this, dude. If you're actually having fun again doing Batman, don't stop now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I read into that, I seen that article also. I don't know if it was an article like where I seen it, some something related to it. But they said specifically going from Justice League to Flash, he said it was just like what he needed because he said doing the Flash was not that much fun. It was just hard. It was, you know, it was obviously a long movie, a lot that went into it, but he said doing Flash, he just was having fun with it. He was just had a good time with it. So, but you said, man, hopefully, you know, kind of gets him that like, okay, give him that little pick me up and he does do more movies. Well, He's especially a good Batman. this Well, especially this Flash movie does well financially, too. And, you know, people on the reviews and on social media are like they're hounding for more like they want it. They want their Jones in for more Ben Affleck and stuff. You know, maybe he, he may be inclined to, to to do more. You know, uh, let's give a few shout outs in the chat. Perry Comics Vice City was dope. Thank you so much for joining the, con- the con- call, comments. Call. And Sean, is this a family member of yours? S. Salgado says shout out that guy, Mark. Is it someone who Mark knows or is someone in your family? Oh, man, I'd have to see who not my I don't know, bro. But hey, S. what's S. up? S. Salgado, what's up? S. Salgado, please reveal your first name and your relationship with ah. Mr. Mark Fagundes, because Sean, whose wife's last name is Salgado, does not know who you are. So please, please <laughs> come join. You know, please give us all your information, your address, your phone number, your social security number and give us your first. Child. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, no time to die. The most recent bond movie that's coming out this Friday internationally. It's already made one hundred nineteen million dollars breaking records. Man, I wish we also, you know, had a lot more time, you know, with all of our work schedules and family and everything. I wish we had more time to give those reviews because a lot of those movies, we don't have the luxury of buying Shang-Chi on Disney Plus. So I unfortunately can't we can't give reviews on Shang-Chi, can't give reviews on Venom, can't give reviews on Bond. Well, actually, is Bond going to be on streaming or is it going to be only in theaters? I think it's going to be a theater uh, only movie. Yeah, I mean, so. We'll see him when we see him, and we'll give a review then. But man, yeah. oh, I've been, I've been dying to. I think that's going to be one it's of the first Bond, things. Bro, it's Bond, yep. man. I know. But to what Mark said or Mike said, uh, Bond, we've seen damn near every Bond. I, I love them all. I can find something good in any Bond movie. And Daniel Craig, you know, it's unfortunate that he is doing his last movie. But then again, when you kind of look at the theme of all these Bond movies, they usually do what three to five movies, give or take, each actor. So. It is kind of that time, like, okay, we'll get to the next Bond. 
and with all the things in society, I know they've kind of mentioned, hey, an Idris Elba, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's about that time, maybe. So I'm cool with that. That'd be cool. That'd be pretty cool because it was Idris Elba for uh, actually a couple years. Um, you know, and then and then they throw out Tom Hiddleston, you know, Loki. And I was like, no, 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 don't go away from Idris Elba. We need Idris in there. Like he yeah. needs to be the next Bond. No questions asked. Like, you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, can't wait to see that. Can't wait to, you know, go see, the, uh, see these other movies. Um, what I really want is that house of dragons first Ooh. trailer. It's Ooh. 2022. I know. And I'm not surprised, but at least it's not like, here's the first trailer and this new game of Thrones show is going to be on 2023, you know? So finally get the first full trailer for house of dragon uh you know the targaryens 200 years before the 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 iron throne falls so sean how excited are you for this new Um, show and you know it didn't give us too much other than you know 200 years before Mm -hmm. you've seen obviously some faces some you know lighting it didn't give you too much like i said but it's game of thrones related i'm all in i'm gonna watch it for sure i mean they wouldn't make this without thinking, okay, we had a, we know we have pressure. Especially yeah. with that last season of Game of Thrones, especially with like, okay, people weren't the most impressed, but collectively that show was it was one of the best shows I ever watched. So no, excitement's through the roof, bro. I need more shows and this is one of them I'm definitely excited for. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we're also with you, Perry Comics. He's saying that Shane Chi, Venom, he's he wishes all these movies were streaming. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because it's a lot more convenient, and you know, especially Disney Plus, they're gonna charge the thirty dollars. That's the same thing that that they would get at the movie theater. So you know, you whether it's in the Pop movie Park theaters, helping AMC and helping Cinemark and Edwards and all these other theaters stay afloat, or if it's just you know, you're getting the money at the same time, paying the thirty bucks. You know, so but going back to Bond, you know, it's like you're right, Sean. Those movies doesn't matter what time of the year, what time of the day, I can watch every any single one. People have mm-hmm. their cult classics. You know, you have the people who love their Godfathers and their Casino and their yeah. Goodfellas, those ones. You have the guys who have, like all like the Blood in Blood Out, the the Boys in the Hood, the Dead Presidents, those like kind of gangster movies, you know. But Bond movies, man, got to love them. And there's like 20 something, you know. They're almost they're almost up to the Yankees, you know, in, in number of championships, <laughs> so, you know. So can't get enough, like and I'm excited to see what the future holds for who's gonna you know be playing the next uh, James Bond. But our last uh, topic of the night, if you can't see right now, obviously the uh, picture where Mark is supposed to be is the you know Many Saints of Newark, a Soprano story. So we're gonna go ahead and give you an advisory right now. You know, if, I'm gonna you know you're gonna hear it on the podcast when I you know edit in the sound, but uh. You know, like spoiler alert. We're going to give you some spoilers for this movie. So um, let me just say the first thing about this movie is, is that not technically the movie, but my wife, who doesn't usually like kind of the more violent things, which is like crazy because she watches, you know, Game of Thrones and everything. But then other things that I want to watch, like, oh, I don't want to watch that. It's too, it's, you know, it's too gory or whatever. But she absolutely loved this movie. And now she is currently watching Sopranos right now. Like she loved it so much that she wants to now continue the story nice, nice. Uh, into the Sopranos. So I'm ecstatic because I am so down to watch that series all over again with her. Um, but Sean, let me give your uh, let me get your review of the Many Saints of Newark, the Soprano story. I really liked it because I think the movie itself actually was good, and I like that it didn't just completely focus on Tony. 
there was obviously, you know, a good amount that was focused on Tony. And it made me think there was points where, damn, Tony, you a dork. <laughs> like, you, uh, but you also like some rock yeah. music. He's also, also like his son in The Sopranos. That's like, holy crap. Like, they do share, like, some common things. Like, okay, I can see it. You know, even, like, baby Christopher. You know, you see him in The Sopranos. You see all these characters. Like, okay, damn. Starting to put some pieces together. Uh, the movie... It wasn't, I think, like, how you mentioned, like, Danielle, like, she's in, like, gory movies. Actually, it wasn't, like, terribly gory out. I mean, I mean, I told her, I told her, I was like, there was, like, two scenes where she had to, you know, cover her eyes. Yeah. The one part where they put the, uh, the, um, the lug nut, you know, wrench, the the, the electric wrench in the guy's mouth, and you just see (sighs) teeth going around. Like, that was some good fellow, you know, some casino shit right there. Yeah. Um, And then another one was... Shoot, I don't even know. Is someone getting blasted like by a shotgun, something yeah. like that. I don't, like I forget. You know, there was a, there was like yeah. one other one where it was like a headshot or someone got blown away with a shotgun or whatever. So she was like, "Oh shoot!" And she like kind of covered her eyes. But you know, when a when a gunshot happens that quick, you know she saw it. You know, just because yeah. you cover her face doesn't mean she didn't see it. But um, I definitely liked it. I mean, the 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 worst part for me was is that at the very beginning of the movie, if you had not seen the Soprano show, the voiceover was Chris Maltasanti, mm-hmm. and he's and he t- tells you the the viewer, oh yeah, um, like he ends up choking me to death, like Tony Soprano, you know? I'm like, oh cool, so like now I know what happens when I'm watching the whole damn show of the Sopranos, what happens between Tony and Chris. You know, you, so it's kind of like gives, you watch like, that first. Yeah, it mm-hmm. kind of gives that away. It would definitely wouldn't deter me completely from watching the show. But in the back of my head, I'm going to always know that that's how he dies, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but other than that, I, I definitely like the, uh, you know, Junior and, you know, Paulie and Pussy and, and, you know, I just love all those guys. Just the mannerisms, too. He was like, hey. Tony, you know, like the same thing from the show. They like casted the casting was amazing, and of course, I, why, why the hell did I did not know until today that that was um, what's his name, son, um, James Gandolfini? That was his. Yes. Michael Gandolfini played young Tony Soprano. I had no idea. I don't know why I didn't see that in an article or mm-hmm. you know think to look him up on IMDb or whatever. But no, just an amazing overall cast. I did. Uh, one thing I was confused about was because remember they said that they um that they couldn't have a baby, uh, Dickie and the wife. So I was like, oh, dude, like how much you want to bet that Chris is going to be from the Italian chick that I you know it was I, that. I, I thought it was going to be her. But uh, but of course, so they, you know, all of a sudden when the dad comes home from jail after four years, they say, oh, here's like he, here he is finally. So I guess they just kind of wrote in that he was finally able to have the kid with mm-hmm. the wife, uh, Dickie. You know, they're finally able to have Chris with the wife. Even like uh, Ray Liotta with the Italian woman. I mean, ugh. Ray Liotta's son wasn't too happy, bro. The way he was treating all those women, and he messed him up in the garage, bro. Dude, in the garage. And then when you saw he him when he put him down on the ground up. to light him on fire, that huge just gap in his forehead in the shape of the steering wheel. Oh my god. The thing is too is just like even like Ray Liotta, obviously, you know, playing you know, his twin in prison. He goes, oh, it's weird because he never, you know, picked up tools or anything. He knew that his son probably killed him, bro. Yeah. Because when his son was talking to him, oh, dude, without a doubt, he knows that his own son killed him for sure. I mean, that was the start, too, you know, mm-hmm. of him having the towel, like, like kind of like cleaning his hands off, like, get the F out of here. Like, you know, no, like, get out of here. You know, mm-hmm. like he like he knew. 
Come on, you know? Tony. Come on, and he, Tony. You know, he's not he's not dumb too. <laughs> the funniest part. Oh my god, the funny I was laughing. I had to pause. I was laughing my ass off. Because you know, you don't think that you're gonna hear anything really funny in the movie. You know, it's a it's a really serious movie. <laughs> but when before you saw uh, Michael Gandolfini playing young uh, Tony Soprano. It was the one where the dad gets arrested playing the card game, right? And yes. the cops bring the two, the brother and sister, uh, Tony and and Janice home. And the mom comes out. What happened? Like, what were you guys? Like, why were you guys in there? Oh yeah, well, like they they were gonna take us in to play cards or whatever. But I but I but I passed gas at lunch, so dad didn't let me come in the thing. <laughs> yeah. And I I don't know why, but just like him innocently <laughs> saying, yeah, you know, pretty much I farted, so dad you know, wouldn't let me go into where the card game was. Oh my god. Uh, I, Tony I as a kid was hella funny. He Tony was like that kid, like oh man, he had to get tough quick because he probably got hella picked on, man. Yeah. No, for real. But it was it was a really good story, a really good mm-hmm. movie, Um, you know, kind of concentrate on on everyone, too. Like it, like it was really like a, it was a soprano story, like during that time, during the Vietnam War, you know, where, you know, there was still and like, you know, unfortunately, like what we see today, just the civil unrest, like during the civil rights movement and, and, and everything, like when those buildings caught on fire and, mm-hmm. you know, and like me and my wife were like, dude, how much you want to bet that they're going to blame you know, like Harold and his crew or whatever for the dad's death, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always gonna be something like that. And they finally go to war. Harold is not playing around with that shotgun. Holy crap. When he blows that guy's head off, like, dude, that was a dope scene. Harold's that dude. I mean, he was even sleeping with, you know, the Italian woman behind old boy's back. So, I mean, Harold, he's you know, slick little brother. I, I could have called that a mile away that when that when they kept every just scene staring at him, staring at each other. Like, I just knew that they were going to freaking knock boots, a little jungle man. fever, man. But it was funny. She was, oh, I thought it'd be different sleeping with the black man. Yep. Yep. Unfortunately, uh, I'm neither. So, you know, hopefully I do OK. But uh, but yeah. And then she had to go and tell him she had to go and tell Dickie. But yeah, it was just a, it was just a, a, a like one time or whatever. Like I love you. Like oh well, sorry. You just admitted that you che- you're cheating. And during that time in the early '60s, you admitted to cheating with an African American man. He just drug your ass out into the ocean and drowned you and just left you there. Like oh my god, poor girl. Out of all places to tell him too. I mean, they have a getaway. They're walking on the beach and I had a soul in sight. Like why the hell during that time frame would you tell the Don, the big dog, like hey by the way, I cheated on you one time with a black man. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much saying, yeah, I'm ready to die now. Yeah, um, I know, right? Like you couldn't tell like over dinner in like a crowded restaurant, <laughs> you know? Oh my god. Or like gone back to like it, or like gone back to Italy or whatever, and then wrote him a letter or something. Like sent him a postcard. Hey, by the way, I I screwed egg, Harold, you know. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, by the way. So, um, but if you were to give your like Rotten Tomatoes score out of a hundred or out of ten, what would it be for the Many Saints of Newark for the, the fans? 80s, somewhere in the eighties. And yeah, yeah, 80s is good. I mean, it was a good movie. There's nothing bad about it, in my opinion. And I watched The Sopranos before watching this movie. And now it makes me just want to rewatch The Sopranos because uh, I, I love those kind of little mafia gangster type movies. But no, it was good overall, definitely. And then you pointed out you were texting. It was like, dude, how cool was that? Like the very last scene and then like leads into the theme song of The Sopranos, dude. I was like, oh, dude, fire that up right now. Fire The Sopranos up right now. So, yeah, a damn good uh, movie, uh, a prequel to a damn good show. So if you're interested, please go on your HBO Max. Dude, watch that movie and then watch The Sopranos if you have not watched either. Uh, But really, really good. Um, So that's it. That's it for the comic books. That's it for the entertainment. That's it for the comic bookies podcast. Uh, Episode 127. I'm glad that I 
was able to get back in from, uh, you know, coming back from Vegas and then, you know, just us taking a week off before Vegas and it's good. So, um, uh, a treat for everyone next week, our sponsor, Alex Johnson from treasure Island comics. He's going to be on the show next week. So please don't miss it. So the four of us, myself, Mark, Sean, and Alex will be on to talk Dodgers giants, Rams, mm. Rams football, dude. He's Oof. an LA guy, so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a very entertaining sports section. Even though he's our comic book, <laughs> you know, uh, sponsor. So, Sean, take us away for 127, man. Oh man, it's always fun when it's a Wednesday or Tuesday with the comic bookies podcast, climbing the world of sports and comics. Uh, episode 127, another fun one, man. Uh, you got MLB playoffs, you got NASCAR playoffs, you got Warriors preseason, you got NFL football right now. I mean, you got the WNBA playoffs. I mean, what more do you want, guys? And then all the news that we talked about, uh, book-wise, movie-wise, there's so many just good things happening in the entertainment aspect. But to reality, real quick, hopefully just everyone's doing good health-wise. Everyone's families are doing good. Everyone's maintaining you know, a good state of mind. You know, we're still in a pandemic. Let's not get away from the obvious. And just you know, everyone just be safe, be smart. Again, just good energy and good vibes. Keep tuning into the podcast, guys. Again, it's free. We're just a couple guys who have a good time talking about fun stuff. You know, shit that everyone likes, hopefully. <laughs> you know, give yourself an hour to two hours just hang out with us. And like what Mike said, you know, you guys could tune in. You guys can chat with us. All the people that came on today, thank you so much. We appreciate that. And again, you know, don't stop here. You guys want to chat with us, check out our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Mike's going to give you guys all those details. You know, shoot us a message. Shoot us, you know, recommendations and what's so. And again, you know, it's a weekly thing. So hopefully you guys are enjoying it as much as we are. And thank you for everyone that joined. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude, it's it's that season. You know, my, my house just went through it. So take your vitamin C, your zinc, you know, all your men's, women's and kids vitamins, like vitamin up, you know, wash those hands just like we, you know, relearned to do during the pandemic, you know, hand sanitizer and all that stuff. Just do the normal, you know, basic, you know, things that you should be doing you know, either way, even when it's not, when it's not a pandemic, but yeah, anyways, there's my PSA about, you know, washing hands and staying, you know, clean and not sick, but yeah, dude, go out there, um, hit us up on the DMS for all of you who are still viewing or, or listening right now. Uh, please go ahead and join our super contest again, your top four picks in the NFL against the spread, hit us the DM or on the, on the email, do this every single week. And then by percentage, the fan with the best percentage, uh, win is going to snag a nice little price package from the company's podcast. But, uh, yeah, again, thank you so much for Mark. Who's not here. He's going to be here next week with Alex as well. That is Sean. My name is Mike. Uh, thank you so much for watching, listening, downloading. We love you all. Enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics and enjoy each other. I'm going to go get some sleep. Peace out. Peace. Here we go. Here we go. Like every week. And always enjoy each other. And don't forget to go, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Go support, I, I go support your AMC and go to those theaters. Don't worry about the uh, the streaming. Go get your popcorn, get your candy, get your soda pop, and go watch yourself a movie the theater. All right? Especially, the, especially the many saints of Newark. All right. Peace out, guys. See you all next week. Peace.